Good evening, everybody, and a really warm welcome to our service this evening. Welcome to the the first carol service, The New Way. Hopefully, uh, all will go really, really well. Um, I'll give you an update on that in a minute. Um, hopefully, next year, we'll be able to do it face-to-face again, because that would be the ideal situation. So tonight, the way it works is basically... Um, there are nine songs, there are nine carols. Five of them have been recorded by various members of our community, of our church, and they'll be singing along to the music and you will see them as you've done with the, the TV screens when they've shown choirs singing, things like that. That's exactly how that will happen. Three of them, the band have sung and the band in doing that have provided the backing tape and Steve has put some um, backing pictures to those of our community of our church and they'd be really interesting to see to see people that are with us now and have been with us in the past and then the ninth carol is won by the the school which is they've graciously allowed us to show there are eight readings and all those people who are reading hopefully you know when you are reading um, the idea is is that the service just flows i'm not really intending to introduce anything albeit if i have to i will um but the, the, the basic idea is that when one thing finishes, you'll see that it's finished. If you're doing a reading, unmute yourself, give it a few seconds and then begin the reading. All right. Um, once the reading is finished, Tim, who's looking after our music tonight, he will start the next carol. Or if it's somebody else, then they'll pick it up as well. Um, at the end, we're going to have a bit of fun. So please stay around for that because it'll just be... Uh, organised chaos, but really looking forward to it. So let's start our service. Tonight's call to worship is from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Let's just pray together. Father God, we just thank you that we can meet together tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you've enabled us to do that. We thank you, Lord, that you're here with us in this service. We pray, Lord, that you bless everyone who takes part, everyone who's turned up, and that everybody who's here, Lord, feels that they're in your presence. Let this service flow. Let this service bring glory to you. And Father, we just want to praise your name. In Jesus' name we ask it, Lord. Amen. Just before we start, sorry, Tim, if you've got a candle, light it only on the grounds that we're trying to emulate the atmosphere of being in church. Because this is Carols by Candlelight. OK, we now begin with our first hymn.
the first reading is Luke 1, verse 14 and verses 26 to 38. Many people have tried to tell the story of what God has done among us. They wrote what we had been told by the ones who were there in the beginning and saw what happened. So I made a careful study of everything and then decided to write and tell you exactly what took place. Honourable Theophilus, I have done this to let you know the truth about what you have heard. One month later, God sent the angel Gabriel to the town of Nazareth in Galilee with a message for a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to Joseph from the family of King David. The angel greeted Mary and said, You are truly blessed. The Lord is with you. Mary was confused by the angel's words and wondered what they meant. Then the angel told Mary, Don't be afraid. God is pleased with you and you will have a son. His name will be Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of God Most High. The Lord God will make him king, as his his ancestor David was. He will rule the people of Israel forever, and his kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, How can this happen? I am not married. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come down to you, and God's power will come over you. So your child will be called the Holy Son of God. Your relative Elizabeth is also going to have a son, even though she is old. No one thought she could ever have a baby, but in three months she will have a son. Nothing is impossible for God. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it happen as you have said. And the angel left her. The second reading is Matthew chapter 1. Verses 18 to 25. This is how Jesus Christ was born. A young woman named Mary was engaged to Joseph from King David's family. But before they were married, she learned that she was going to have a baby by God's Holy Spirit. Joseph was a good man and did not want to embarrass Mary in front of everyone. So he decided to quietly call off the wedding. While Joseph was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord came to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph. The baby that Mary will have is from the Spirit, from the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and marry her. Then after her baby is born, name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So the Lord's promise came true, just as the prophet had said. A virgin will have a baby boy, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. After Joseph woke up, he and Mary were soon married, just as the Lord's angel has told him to do. But they did not sleep together before her baby was born. Then Joseph named him Jesus.
About that time, Emperor Augustus gave orders for the names of all the people to be listed in, re in record books. These first records were made when Quirinus was governor of Syria. Everyone had to go to their own hometown to be listed. So Joseph had to leave Nazareth in Galilee and go to Bethlehem in Judea. Long ago, Bethlehem had been King David's hometown, and Joseph went there because he was in David's family. Mary was engaged to Joseph and travelled with him to Bethlehem. She was soon going to have a baby, and while they were there, she gave birth to her firstborn son. She dressed him in baby clothes and laid him on a bed of hay because there was no room for them in the inn.
him, some shepherds were guarding their sheep. All at once an angel came down to them from the Lord, and the brightness of the Lord's glory flashed around them. The shepherds were frightened. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, I have good news for you, which will make everyone happy. This very day in King David's hometown, a saviour was born for you. He is Christ the Lord. You will know who he is, because you will find him dressed in, in baby clothes, and lying on, on a bed of hay. Suddenly, many of the angels came down from heaven and joined in praising God. They said, Praise God in heaven, peace on earth, to everyone who pleases God. After the angels had left and gone back to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem and see what the Lord has told us about. They hurried off and from Mary and Joseph, and they saw the baby lying on a bed of hay. When the shepherds saw Jesus, they told his parents what the angel had said about him. Everyone listened and was surprised. But Mary kept thinking about all this and wondering what it meant. As the shepherds returned to their sheep, they were praising God and saying wonderful things about him. Everything they had seen and heard was just as the angel. Bethlehem in Judea, 
Herod was king. During this time, some wise men from the east came to Jerusalem and said, Where is the child to be born king of Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Herod secretly called in the wise men and asked them when they had first seen the star. He told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find them, let me know. I want to go and worship worship him too. The wise men listened to what the king said and then left. And the star they had seen in the east went on ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. They were thrilled and excited to see the star. When the men went into the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother, they knelt down and worshipped him. They took out the gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh and gave them to him. Later they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod and they went back home by night. Oh, yeah. 
Thanks for that. I can remember 12 months ago, considering what was coming in 2020. I'm thinking there were lots to look forward to. Great Britain winning lots of medals in the Olympics. Saints holding on to the Super League title. Well, we managed that, but only just. Everton winning the Premier League. All sports events, but then, that's a typical bloke, isn't it? How could I or anyone see what would really be coming? I can't think of a year in my life that has been like this. Those in the next generation up may certainly have experienced something like this in the Second World War. But my generation and generations younger than me have certainly seen nothing like this. Almost a solid year where the whole world has been continually under attack. Under so much pressure to stay safe. Under so many travel restrictions. And with so many daily restrictions on the way we live our lives. And those changing so frequently that no sooner have we got used to one set of rules that we are confronted with a newer, tougher set. And the cause? A disease that no one can really see. That there has seemed to be very little protection against. And that is sadly fatal in many cases. Has been running through the world at we, what we had thought was an incredible pace but in the last few months is now spreading even faster. Life as we knew it is not likely to be the same again for some time, if indeed it ever is. Every family has been affected in some way by this epidemic. Some have lost loved ones. Some have been seriously ill. Some have lost jobs. Many are almost like prisoners in their own home. Many others are experiencing severe loneliness. It has affected all aspects of our life. And the effect on our mental health is something that has not yet been completely evaluated. There can be no doubt that a lot of us now live in fear. A fear that can eat into our very existence and can change the person we are. Change the person we are meant to be. Yet throughout the last 10 months, throughout all this pain, suffering and distress, acts of random kindness have been taking place which keep reminding us that the human spirit is strong and resilient. People are realising how important it is to look after and care for others, that they matter. And you, you can see that within a lot of us is a love and compassion now that we don't always see. Something that perhaps we don't even know we had or that we sometimes do our best to hide. Some of us are becoming the people that we can be, the people that God wants us to be. We all have the ability to be what God wants us to be. A recent survey said this, small acts of kindness made a big difference in 2020. 90% of those surveyed said they supported others this year by doing things like calling, texting, sending a care package or helping with errands. But then, of course, there are all the higher profile people who work in our health service, whose love, compassion and commitment has never really been in doubt. Who will forget the Thursday night applause for them during the first period of lockdown? 
I think I saw more of my neighbours in that short time than I had seen in the previous 12 months. And sadly, some of them during the period have passed away. Then there are all, all the other key industries, teachers, police, firemen, including all the service industries that have enabled us to continue to get on with our lives and to try and deal with what is happening. What about Captain Tom and all the incredible fundraisers, campaigners like Marcus Rashford, Father Mick, who have so willingly done unbelievable things to raise money and to raise our human spirits and our standard of life. And one that people might not realise is that the natural world is benefiting in a strange way from us not zipping about all over the world and all over the country. A natural world is getting a little bit of its health back. Technological advancements, which most of us will never pre previously have heard of, have become an invaluable way of keeping in touch. Keeping us in touch with our friends, family, church, things like Zoom, Skype, Teams, scientific names have completely thrown me, but they've all come to the fore and are now invaluable. One thing that has certainly happened is that churches and community groups have come even more focused on trying to look after those people who can't get out or who don't have enough money. Certainly in Birchwood, all the local churches have come together and have worked together in food banks and in a number of other avenues in our local community. Even though they may have had to do it wearing a mask and socially distancing, the real human spirit of caring, loving and doing is coming to the fore and is being carried out. And amidst all of that, there is no doubt that the Christmas period was being targeted as when we would get a little bit of normality back. When we would be able to meet each other face to face again, when a vaccine may be released, when testing would improve. Sadly, not all of that is now possible, albeit that the vaccine has wonderfully been released and testing is improving. Maybe there were higher hopes for this Christmas than for many years. But people still forget the real reason behind celebrating a Christmas. More so than ever, the real meaning of Christmas has not changed. People need to understand that at Christmas many years ago, a saviour was born that can save us all. It's a simple story with far-reaching consequences. As for me, Christmas will always be the most important time of the year. I've said this before, I wish it could be Christmas every day. And this service epitomises Christmas. I just love the simplicity of it, listening to the story of how Jesus' birth came about, and then singing the carols, telling the story, and giving praise to God in some of the most popular songs ever. I don't think there's anything like it. The fact that so many people want to be involved implies it is important to a lot of us. The setting is also important. Candlelit, as it would have been around the time of Jesus' birth. Simple, not too bright, just perfect. Back in my choir boy days, the church was always lit by candles and some background lighting. But as a child, I don't think I ever understood why. But it just seemed to add to the whole atmosphere. Since then... I've done a little bit of homework and learned that as Christians, the candle is a sign of hope. A sign of our hope in Jesus. 
Today, many of us use candles because they look or smell nice. I've got a few samples here, which do smell really nice. Historically, however, candles have been used in hundreds of cultures, making them steeped in history and symbolism. To many, a candle, a mirror of starlight, is also a symbol representing the star of Bethlehem and the shining hope for humanity. The candle is a sign of hope, a sign of our hope in Jesus. As our readings explain tonight and our explainings tonight have so beautifully explained, it is the Christmas at Christmas that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. The real story of love, the real story of hope, the hope that brings with it the gift of God's own son and the belief in him that can bring us the gift of eternal life and spending eternity with him. This is the true meaning of Christmas, what we should really be celebrating this Christmas. That 2000 plus years ago, God sent his son, Jesus, to the world to save us. And that, that in his word, he promised that whatever challenges, whatever problems, whatever trials, if we truly believe in him, then he will be right there with us, helping us to deal with it. Surely in this time of trouble, that is the most important thing we can share with people. I believe this may be forgotten this Christmas, but the world needs more than ever to hear the message. As Christians, we need to make sure that whatever we are, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we, re- we radiate God's love. It needs to be alive in us and shining through us, being a beacon through us in everything we do. No matter what, from little things to big things, everything counts. We need to make sure that we stand at the side of all those people in need, that we share that with them his love and compassion and the hope that we have in him. Opportunities may be hard to come by in the days ahead, but always be ready. Little things can always make a difference. For those who don't know, my wife's name is Christine. And I was speaking to Christine's sister last night. And she said that she underlined the word Christ in Christmas in all the gift tags that she has written. Not something massive, but it is a statement of faith and an avenue to a conversation. Not hard to do that or other little things like it. Like texting, like making the phone call, like writing a letter. We need to remind people of the real gift of Christmas. This verse comes hand in hand with the Christmas story. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his son, his one and only son, that whoever, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. We believe in Jesus. We believe who he is and what he wants for us. Not especially easy in these difficult times, but at this time of the year, as Christmas comes, we again remember that God's gift is not for one day, not for one season or for a year. But it is forever. There are no doubt still more difficult times ahead. And we as Christians need to stand tall during them. We carry in us the message of God's love, God's compassion and God's hope. We need to take every opportunity to spread that to the world. Amen.
The next reading is from John, John 1, verses 1 through to 14. In the beginning was the one who is called the Word. The Word was with God and was truly God. From the very beginning, the Word was with God. And with this Word, God created all things. Nothing was made without the Word. Everything that was created received its life from him. And his life gave light to everyone. The light keeps shining in the dark, and the darkness has never put it out. God sent a man named John, who came to tell about the light, and to lead all people to have faith. John wasn't that light. He came only to tell about the light. The true light that shines on everyone was coming into the world. The word was in the world, but no one knew him, though God had made the world with his word. He came into his own world, but his own nation did not welcome him. Yet some people accepted him and put their faith in him. So he gave them the right to be the children of God. They were not God's children by nature or because of human desires. God himself was the one who made them his children. The word became a human being and and lived here with us. We saw his true glory, the glory of the, the only son of the father. From him, all the kindness and all the truth of God have come down to us.
Shall we just pray together? Father we God, we thank you for being who you are, for always being there with us, for standing at the side of us when we're in trouble, for always supporting us, Lord, for always guiding us. We thank you for being who you are. Lord, tonight we've been able to meet and to give you some praise. And we pray that you'll just enjoy it like we've enjoyed giving it to you. Father, there's so many needs in our hearts at the moment. We've got a world that is broken, that needs your touch in so many places. We pray, Lord, that you'll strengthen us and give us the courage to to go out and talk and do what is necessary. To show your love, to show the hope that comes from knowing you. To show your compassion. Father, in a moment's silence, just let people in this room or in this Zoom group just mention in their own hearts people who they want to pray for this Christmas who maybe they won't see or who may be that they're, they're ill. Just mention their names now. Father, you hear all things. You know the names that's been mentioned. We pray, Lord, that you will be with them, that your will will be done, that your healing hand will be on them. We pray, Lord, that in everything we do over this Christmas period, Lord, we shine for you. We bring you glory. Father, just bless this time and bless everything that we do because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
and this is like the reading eight. 2 Corinthians 13, verses 13. I pray that Lord Jesus Christ will bless you and be kind to you. May God bless you with his love. May the Holy Spirit join all your hearts together. Thanks, everybody. And thanks, everybody, for taking part. And thanks, everybody, for coming tonight. Um, the team behind the scenes have done a fantastic job. I hope you'll appreciate that. It's been a mar marvellous service. But we're going to end it in only the way we can. We'd like to try this. We'd like you all to unmute. Yeah. And we're going to sing together. We wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> and all I'm going to say to you is, stay unmuted, no matter what happens, because it should be funny and it should be entertaining. And I think we need that. OK? <laughs> Okay, you can follow me if you want. Okay, you ready? Yeah. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you May peace wrap its arms around you. May peace wrap its arms around you. Wrap its arms around you. May your heart be filled with wonder. And the chances of finishing that all together were nil, 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 and nil. Thanks that, everybody. Thank you, Colin. Thank you. 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 Thank you.